the beginning of this podcast is lost, and we begin partway through. Are you ready for some nerd power? It's the Falcon Paladin Hour, a podcast by Falcon Paladin and Somicron. Falcon hates puns and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft II and the esports scene. Like, what are you talking about sometime in the month of June, you dumb face? Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was ready to believe you, it. and then I remembered a thing, and then I went to yeah, look good. at the thing. I found the thing. So. <laughs> good job. Ugh. All right. In other anime news, I've are, still you, are you caught up nothing. on anything? Nope. Really? Two weeks of nothing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Today is my first day off in uh, basically two weeks. <laughs> Priorities, man. It's all about yeah. priorities. Don't so, tell me you have no free time. You're just using it on other stuff. It's okay. I, I'm using it on other stuff. Yeah. Um, mostly sleep. Mm -hmm. Sleep is good. Um, I, I played some Warhammer yesterday. Nice. That, that was fun. How'd that go? Utterly destroyed by Death Guard. Um, oh. oh. Damn you, Mortarian and Nurgle. Um, is that an expected outcome, or is that a surprising outcome? Uh, no, I could totally... I could theoretically totally beat them right it wasn't like it was an unfair game or something yeah no i just mean the matchup did you feel like the matchup was pretty even and you just got trounced anyway um no the matchup felt even okay pretty even. Cool. like there was sure. some fun stuff that i got to do and then some bad dice rolls and some good dice rolls mm -hmm. and uh i did not score enough points on objectives so i lost so that works yeah. I mean, I honestly imagine that balance in the Warhammer game is nigh impossible because there's so much stuff going on. It's it's pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, if you can get a matchup that's pretty balanced, I'd say that's probably as good as you're going to get. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't, like, I, I've played, like, six games in total. I couldn't talk to overall balance and how it's going. Okay. Right, or even balance in the matchup I just played. Especially given the way you muster armies. So it's like, I've decided I'm taking these models. And then someone mm. else goes, well, I'm going to take these ones instead. It's like, okay. <laughs> How do you balance <laughs> oh. between player choice for what units they use as well? That's, yeah. I understand yeah. that much about it. So for sure. You don't. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. So my report is 86 is incredibly good. Okay. Continuing to be so, and Vivi's nice. I'm enjoying Vivi still. Okay. My Hero Academia did some more stuff, which was cool. Okay. I really enjoy. So, spoilers for the latest episode of My Hero Academia, the anime. Mm -hmm. But basically, they're having this, you know, this practice fight, and all of a sudden, Deku's powers go nuts and almost like kill people. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of get back under control, and the teachers are like, mm, "See where this goes." <laughs> <laughs> like they take a hands-off approach yeah like when he's kind of going crazy they're like okay hold on we gotta do that something and then they kind of get within the general area but then it stops mm. and they're all like well shrug let's see what happens we can shut it down <laughs> if we need to i guess right yeah because <laughs> the racer is there and he's like it is quirk based so i can just shut it down if we need to and they're like okay i'm like are you fine i guess these are bad teachers. Yeah, but I mean, we already killed. knew that. We already knew that. Yeah, we did. We all, we did. We <laughs> have plenty. 
plenty of information about that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thus concludes Anime Corner. Anime Corner is done. Shortest one for a long time. Probably, yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a couple of things I want to talk about here. Okay. Okay. Today. Yeah. Number one is the crypto, um, we'll call it a bear market. Okay. Which means going down, right? Yes. So I hold Bitcoin, which I've been talking about for years. Somebody donated me some back in 2014 or 15 or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was hilarious because it went from like five bucks to $1,500 and everything. Ha ha ha. Right. So since that peak uh, around like mid-April or so is when things were nuts, it's been on this kind of steady down slope mm -hmm. to the point that today it's worth $33,000 of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. which is where it was on January of this year. So from okay. January to April, we had this giant run up and then this mm -hmm. correction down to where it was to start with, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And what I want to talk about is there's this concept floating around called Wyckoff uh, manipulation, Wyckoff right. market manipulation, which yeah, have we talked about this? distribution. Um, we, I don't think we have, but I've okay. seen some links that you've posted and watched yeah. a portion of a video that was far too long to keep my interest. Right. Um, so, in a nutshell, the concept is that there is, it's, um, so it was originally kind of discovered and put forth back in the, oh, I want to say it was the early 1900s, okay. back in the, like, the U.S. stock market, like, when it was a baby. Mm-hmm. And this dude basically said, this is happening where rich folk mm -hmm. are intentionally selling off their stock to create a panic in the average investor mm. to cause them to sell because they're afraid it's all over. And if they don't sell now, it's never going back up. Right. Right. And then once it gets to a certain point, and this is way more complicated than I'm making it sound, but it gets to a certain low point. And then all the rich people buy up all the stocks for cheap. It's a discount. Right. Right? They buy it up. They use their thousands of millions of dollars to buy up a ton of stock, which drives it back up, and then it goes back up again right. to new all-time highs. Yes. But, yeah. And I just, what I thought is so genius about the concept is it just relies on normal human emotions. Uh -huh. It just relies on the concept that well, even if you're planning on holding on to your investments for the long term, seeing them... Take a 30 to 40% dip makes you afraid. It just does, right? Yeah. And so most people are going to sell in that situation and cut their losses and get out because it's too scary. And they're mm. worried about the future. And it's just you're not forcing anyone to do anything. You're not really manipulating them in any more of a complicated way than saying the price is going down. Sell your stock. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, I find it such an in intriguing concept. And it is, it is something of a theory. And so people are saying, this is happening with Bitcoin right now. And Bitcoin drives the entire crypto market. And, you know, people say, we're in this stage of the Wyckoff model. Or we're in this stage of the Wyckoff model. And once we're done with all this garbage, then, you know, the rich investors will come back. They'll buy everything up at a discount. We'll shoot back up again. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to see if that happens. Like, this is, you know, this whole concept is really new to me. I do want to know if they're right about this. Mm. Um, I mean, not because I really care about my Bitcoin <laughs> as much as it is. I I just want to see what happens. I want to see if they're right about it. 
Because mm-hmm. if that does happen and it kind of confirms the existence of this Wyckoff manipulation, that's that's like a mind-shattering concept that like these people are manipulating huge financial markets for their own gain and simply using people's own fear to do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if it works. Um, yeah, for sure. But it, well, it's I, I working I, if it is like, what it is. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> anytime there's a small dip, someone's going to sell off and then that'll cascade into more people seeing a bigger dip, right? Yeah. And so it's one of those Can. things where it's like, how much are we just like seeing rough patterns here and labeling it as a thing that is maybe or maybe not intentional? I don't know. Sure. But I, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the history of Bitcoin, there are dips and valleys and mountain yeah. peaks and stuff, but for it to go from 60,000 down to 30,000 that is not a regular dip right that is not a some people sold and some other people sold that right. is a ton of money got taken out but it was only like 6 months before that that it climbed up yes to its all time high right so it's like okay yeah. how did how did they specifically drive that then well that's the Wyckoff manipulation as well there's the right. the two phases right so one yeah, is yeah. you so, buy a whole ton of it so what you're doing you're buying it you're buying it you're buying it you're buying right. it you're buying it which then drives regular people to buy it which then drives it further up and further up right and yeah, then yeah. people's I, greed pushes it up to this all-time high right right i understand the concept yeah but okay. you can see who was buying bitcoin then at that time and if you come across five or six people who have bought half a billion dollars worth of bitcoin and then if you go and check and see did they then sell at the top right april 7th ish april 14th by the looks of it on coin market cap right like, somewhere around there yeah someone someone could investigate and be like is this happening or is this just lots of people selling all at once because they i feel could. like if it's if it's a direct manipulation you would notice the accounts and where those coins are being held and well moving. you're assuming whales i have one wallet Right. Right. They could, yeah, I mean, they could have multiple, but I don't know. It feels like a lot and of And there's, there's no identification on the wallets themselves. You can just watch the wallets and be like, okay, this is a wallet. Right. We assume one person's behind it. We don't know how many wallets they have, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, sure. I mean, if it's as simple as these whales have one wallet for their crypto, and then sure, mm-hmm. we can track, did this wallet sell $500,000 worth of Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. Did they sell $2 million worth of Bitcoin? But if they've got it split up between 10 wallets in varying amounts, then it's much harder to track if that stuff is happening. Yeah, I mean... That's all. If it's the biggest dip that they've ever seen in forever, I still feel like it should leave some sort of a footprint, but yeah. Well, That's unless, fine. again, you just start... A, all you have to do is start the snowball rolling down the hill. And at a certain point, it's got enough mass well, that it's going well, to keep going. No, because if you're intentionally trying to manipulate it, you need to sell at the top because otherwise you lose all the money you would use to rebuy back in at the bottom. By high sell yeah, low, yeah, yeah. you have to be the one who sells at the top. Yeah. If it just dips naturally, you've done it wrong. <laughs> right. Right. So we would definitely but, be able to see even 10 accounts dropping large sums of money all relatively at the same time should mm-hmm. be or if it's a hundred or if it's again right again it, if I don't, how I many no people idea. are involved in, that's where it gets really conspiracy theory is how many people are yes. involved which right is, and then like, you start feeling like well hmm, 
how many of these people can keep a secret and you know right all the classic questions that come with that sort of thing yep so yeah i just thought it's interesting and i'm curious to see what happens in the future mm, okay okay yeah. so you said you had multiple things what's this i did the other things what else you got okay so the other thing is i'm gonna link it to you here Okay. Uh, org. they basically gained access to the tax um, the tax filings for the richest Americans okay uh, confidential tax records obtained by ProPublica they, so what they say is it is a violation of privacy for us to publish this information and uh-huh. we, we thought about whether we should do this or not we went back and forth on it and we decided that the information contained is so important and should be known by the average person that we're publishing it anyway. Okay. So in a nutshell, what this shows is that the 25 richest Americans. Yeah. uh, Let me find this number here real fast. The one that really stood out to me was that the tax burden for the top 25 most wealthy people in America is like fractions of what everybody else paid into the tax burden for the country. Right. Uh, God, where is it? Whatever. It's in here somewhere. Um, the word tax burden does not appear in this website. Yeah. What about just the word burden? Uh, twice. I don't know. What, what, what are we looking at? I know. The, hang on. Here it is. Uh, yeah. So the personal federal tax bill for the top 25 most wealthy people in America in 2018 paid $1.9 billion dollars in taxes okay and the bill for the average wage earners in the u.s was 143 billion dollars so <laughs> it's not even one percent of what everyone else contributed at that oh. time i mean it's staggering what were those two numbers again 143 versus 1.9 143 billion yeah but okay all right. You doing maths? Uh, I was thinking about it, but then I remembered never do maths on stream. So, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> it's less than one percent. I know that much maths. Okay. See, Evie knows taxes are made up. So, here's what the article goes into saying: Number one, there are a lot of different ways that the most wealthy people take advantage of the U.S. tax system, which includes deductions and charity credits and all sorts of stuff to not pay you know, hardly any percentage of their personal income in tax. Mm -hmm. And that I understood. I got that. But what's going on here that I did not know is that what a lot of these guys are doing is they're borrowing against their own investments in their own companies. So Jeff Bezos officially makes $80,000 a year in salary from Amazon. Sure he does. But no, he does. That's literally on the books. Okay. He gets $80,000. But then he wants to buy a $10 million house. So what does he do? He takes out a loan from a Mm -hmm. bank against the 
against the investments that he holds in Amazon, which are billions and billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Please give me $20 billion or $10 billion. I want to build a house. And they're like, sure thing, Mr. Bezos. Here you go. Right. And that's not taxed. And he builds his house. The end. Ah, okay. That's how they are supporting their incredibly wealthy lifestyles without officially getting wealthy income mm-hmm. from their own companies. Yeah. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. So there's a chart on here kind of towards the top where it shows Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Michael Bloomberg, and Elon Musk and their actual tax rates compared to how much their personal wealth had grown. Mm-hmm. And Warren Buffett is a tenth of a percent. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is a nine tenths of a percent. Uh-huh. Bloomberg is one percent. Elon Musk is three percent. Because they're all using these tricks to mm-hmm. just avoid paying into the system mm-hmm. what the intent is. Uh-huh. This blows my mind. Like, <laughs> I knew I knew wealthy people were using the tax system to kind of get around some things and, you know, not paying probably as much as they should. Mm-hmm. But this, like, hard data is nothing that I've seen before. Mm. Okay. See it in these terms and have explained this whole concept of borrowing against your own investments mm-hmm. blows my mind. So that's what I learned today. I don't like it. It makes me never want to pay taxes again. <laughs> I'm sure the IRS is listening and I'm going to get audited now, but I don't care. <laughs> like, it just, it bothers me for me to be like, I'm taking extra money out of my paycheck every month because... I'm getting taxed on my YouTube earnings at a pretty significant rate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just taking money out of my paycheck that I get from my nine to five job. So I have enough money at the end of the year to pay mm-hmm. for these taxes. And I'm being studious about it and I'm spending a lot of time on it and being, you know, being mm-hmm. a good citizen. Mm-hmm. These jerks are just like, nah. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. I think I'll pay. One percent of my income. It's like I, I'd love 1%. to pay one percent. Yeah, I'd love to pay point one percent of my wealth every year. That'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> what what you should do is from your your like sole trader corporation of Falcon Paladin is pay yourself <laughs> a moderate salary of eight dollars a year and then borrow against your investments into yourself. There you go. I can. Oof. If they can do it, why can't I? Why can't everyone do this, right? Because <laughs> it seems like if everyone was doing it, they wouldn't be doing it because correct, it wouldn't make it, them a shit ton of money. They'd shut it down. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I've been seeing people crying about uh, income equality and class warfare stuff for the last few years. And I've always been like... The concept of wealth inequality does not bother me. The fact that somebody has a billion dollars and I don't is like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But that was also under the assumption they were paying their fair share of taxes. Like <laughs> they were paying no. more of a percentage of their wealth than I am because I make less than they do. That's how the system should work, That's right? The system should work, yeah. That's how it should work. But nope, that's not what's happening at all. Hey man, don't forget your last president also only paid like five hundred bucks in taxes. Like, 
people yeah. have been people have been avoiding paying taxes forever and by and large people don't care you guys are elected that man <laughs> right we, yes this is not new i understand it's been happening right I, but i'm just this saying is the first time anyone has shown me hard data of exactly how bad it is and what's happening and why well I, that's all okay well no I, like, I mean i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying when a a uh when uh, someone's tax returns comes out at five dollars for uh, five hundred dollars for a financial year, that also feels like hard data, and that was like two years ago. Yes, uh, so, but that so, <laughs> no, 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 that was different. Ah, very different. Well, it was because that was basically saying that mm, that was a straight up investment losses thing. That was, I think, he had bought a bunch of investments and then sold them at a ma- massive loss, and mm-hmm. that is the reason why he didn't end up paying income tax. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, different thing. That's a different, it's just, okay. It's <laughs> one of the many ways. People are abusive to the tax system is not a new concept. And I feel like it's been shown before. Um, and so just saying this is the first time you've been shown is a little different. Also, I would say they don't link the actual returns of these wealthy people, do they? Because, Wait, what? Like uh, this uh, ProPublica. They link the actual where they get their data from, or have they, for all intents and purposes, potentially just made it as up? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they would because I have no reason to disparage them like that. But uh, oh, read our cool. full methodology. Oh, I might have it. This is another article to read that is incredibly long. Yeah. Actually, this one's much shorter, but um, I'm still not going to read it all on stream because that would take time. Entirely fair. Yeah. Cool. So are you going to stop paying your taxes now? <sighs> it is tax season, is it not? I'm too responsible a human being. It is not tax season, actually. It is here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that'd be... It'd be real bad timing if it was tax season when this story broke. <laughs> I don't think that would go well for anybody. I just... I don't know. Like, again, I'm not mad that people have more money than me, but I am mad that it seems like they are intentionally and easily... That's the other thing. It's so easy, apparently, just to be like, hey, Bink, I want $10 billion to buy a house. I'm like, sure thing, Mr. Bezos. Here you go. <laughs> You're not taxed on this. Two thumbs up. Like, what? It's not even hard. <laughs> like, hiring a tax attorney who has to spend days and months combing through the system and finding different deductions and charitable donations you can set up. Like, at least that's work. Like, this whole borrowing off your own investment concept is not difficult. That bothers me. Mm. I guess that's part of it, too. I don't know. Fair enough. That's all. Yeah, no. So, yeah. I mean, just like I said, like the whole class warfare, eat the rich thing. I was always like, eh, whatever. Now I, I get it. I get it a lot more. Mm, okay. I think, I don't know. It's just, I don't know where this goes, is all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, spoilers, the answer is oh. probably nowhere. Um, I mean, how long can it go nowhere? How long has it already been going nowhere? Well, I mean, a, a lot of, I don't know. Like, the article, the article does talk about different attempts 
to uh, fix this problem in mm-hmm. U.S. history over time. Mm-hmm. Like, we used to freak out because there were super rich Americans making a million dollars a year. And we were like, what? <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was like the 1800s. Like, the the railway barons and the oil barons were, like, super duper rich. And it was, like, $2 million net worth. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, so there have been efforts made to fix it over time, and then new loopholes are found, and then it's just a back-and-forth stupid thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are attempts, um, especially by Democrats, to try to do stuff about this. One thing I don't like mm-hmm. is that um, one of the ideas floated as taxing unrealized investment assets. Unrealized? What does that mean? Which means if you're holding stock... And it goes from $25,000 to $50,000. You pay taxes on the $50,000 number. Oh, Have okay. you cashed out? No. Are you borrowing against it? No. But you're paying out of your own pocket for stuff, for money you don't have in your pocket. I don't like that idea. Yeah, that seems stupid. Yeah. Hmm. But See, I think once the cash hits your hand, once you borrow $20 billion... Once you sell your stocks for $5 billion, then let's tax that. That sounds fair. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Um, yeah. So, the, the <laughs> two things. One, I saw on Twitter the other day, and I'm looking for it now, but I can't find it. It's, uh, mm. oh, hey, I just found it. Uh, wait, no, that's, that's not that. Um, no. it, it was a, a tweet in the same format with the same person, but an entirely different outcome. Uh, someone basically was like a story in three parts and it was like this other Twitter person follows them and then just before that it was their last tweet was the person that followed them wearing a t-shirt that said tax the rich and their latest YouTube video uh, thumbnail was here's my two million dollar apartment tour and then the third frame was that person doesn't follow you anymore (laughs) yeah that's a uh, that's a well I'd say Bernie bro but she's a girl so Bernie gal yeah, like yeah. she got huge on TikTok, like being a huge Bernie fan and being adorable, mm-hmm. um, and then started being on Twitch, and now she bought a $2 million apartment, Yep. and the hoodie says, eat the rich. So, I mean, the argument is, it's not really her money we need, it's more the Bezos money that we need, right? Right, right. So, she's not really the problem, but it is kind of a bad look to be like, I'm spending $2 million on housing, and I'm with you poors. Yeah, right. but I think it rolls into the next point, which is people are unlikely to willingly invest in changing systems that they see as broken like this because, well, one day it might apply to them. Yes. Like, we want to keep these yep. loopholes open, so if I become rich, I can exploit them. But that's so much bullcrap. <laughs> like, I don't know I don't know how you go to sleep. At... Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The drive and the motivations it takes to be worth $200 billion. Mm-hmm are the same kinds of drives that make it so you don't feel guilty about paying 0.01% in taxes. Mm. It's the same type of personality. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. All right. I mean, I mean, pu- I mean the pu- real big... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was just going to make a joke. Well, just... Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. Fine. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm personally worth $20 billion. It's just no one's willing to pay that for it. So... <laughs> tragically yeah i have I that mean, drive i'm i'm already there just the rest of the world can't keep up nope nope 
EP says maybe it's she didn't just pay $2 million in cash for it, but she's making payments on it for the next 10 years. I'm sure that's the case. She's a Twitch streamer. Like, she doesn't have $2 million in cash sitting around. She can just plop down on an apartment. Uh, pretty, like, Twitch money is a lot of money. I don't think it's that much money. Is it that much money? It depends on how many, on, on some stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Are there Twitch streamers who've made $2 million in like four months? Yeah. Holy crap. All right, maybe like, she did then. Ludwig made like one and a half million in a month with his subathon. But I mean, he That's was paying stuff, so it wasn't point. like all in his pocket. But yeah, yeah. And You're right. He had like 10,000 subs monthly before he did that, so he was easily making like 50 grand a month. So that's. So I know, but 50 grand a month times what equals 2 million? Uh, that's like two years, right? Okay, so but, yeah. But you gotta remember with fan bases that, su- uh, that big, you're also getting shuts. You probably have a Patreon. Yes. Then, then a YouTube for VODs and ad revenue, right? Like, you, yeah. you, you can and afford. sponsorship. Yeah, you can afford a $2 million apartment pretty easily, I think. You're right. Slapping down $2 million for a house is just like... Well, I mean, welcome to the Australian housing market, right? Like, <laughs> no, $2 million? No, 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 Is that no. all you're paying? She probably is no. in the slums. No, I'm sa- no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying paying $2 million in cash up front is... Right. Like, getting a mortgage for a $2 million house is like, okay. Like, that mm-hmm. much more attainable is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's all. Yeah. So, the story from this article that really... Uh, the person who tweeted it out that I saw put this kind of like as their, hey, come read this, right? Mm-hmm. So Bezos in 2012 uh, ended up so that his income was so low and his deductions were so great. Mm-hmm. And the, especially the child tax credit that he claimed was so big that not only did he not pay any taxes, <laughs> but he was received $4,000 from the U.S. government, which <laughs> is utter bullcrap like (laughs) man it is one thing to pay 0.1 percent it is another thing to take money from the government when you're worth 400 billion dollars yeah that is so much garbage yeah yeah okay and that's why he's going to the moon i guess he is not in the crypto sense literally he's going to the moon or he's going into space or something like that he's bought a ticket he's going on yeah Space flight. <laughs> when you're worth hundreds of billions of dollars, you get to do stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> okay. Well, um, that's it for tax discussion on the podcast. <laughs> Everybody's favorite segment of the pod. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really not. I don't think. Blech. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, StarCraft. StarCraft news. StarCraft. Yeah. Yeah. You ended up winning the European region for a dream hack. Uh, that would be Clem. Clem. This kid? Yeah, Number one ranked. Man. I mean, dolls. Number one ranked in Oligulac. Lived up to it there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids going places. He, I mean, he's at places, but he's going further places. He really is. It's the year of Clem for sure. Last year was the year of Rainer. Mm-hmm. 2017, year of Cyril. Mm-hmm. 2018, too. Yeah. Cyril got beat by Lambo. Yeah. ZVZ I mean, ZVZ is a weird matchup, man. Rainer yeah. beat him in ZVZ, and then Lambo beat him in ZVZ. And it's like, hmm, Rainer ZVZ. Cyril's, 
Cyril ZVD Sorry. is not great. Sorry, Cyril ZDZ struggles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he knows that. He recognized it on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, no, I just got a news report. Sorry, going back a little bit. Okay. That Biden's investigating the illegal leak of those people's tax reports. Oh, okay. Ah, screw you, Biden. <laughs> Let it go. The information needs to be free. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. Um, so, what does this mean? For, so, Cyril gets knocked out and, like by Lambo at the losers round four, right? So he gets, like, knocked out. He's eliminated. Does he not go to the season finals now? His oh. name is not on that list. I bet there are going to be other chances for him to earn up. He doesn't get an automatic berth. Mm. But if he wins enough Rangers, from now until then, he'll get in there. He'll still get in on points. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Well, he's only I'd be three weeks. shocked. He's, sorry. Wait, what? Yeah, the group stages start in July 2nd. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know then. Hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, he'll be fine. I'd be shocked if he got left out. I, I'm Maybe just annoyed. He does. I can't see where the, like, there's no list here for, like, here's the points. Yeah. Oh, I might have found it. Uh, he's fifth in points for EPT, actually. Hmm. Well, tied fifth with the laser. So, <laughs> really, he's like sixth. Yeah. EU, uh, man. Tough region. Yeah. Tough region these days. It's true. So, who should just move to NA for an easier time? I know, right? Actually, <laughs> <Mikilo, laughs> moved to Toronto. <laughs> Move to Australia, Cyril. You'll love it here. We have no good players. Holy smokes. Can you imagine all the Oceania players are like, oh, mm -hmm. come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Probe's <laughs> like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Probe would care. Like, he gets in because <laughs> Oceania and the rest of Asia Division uh, gets a free spot. So he basically gets in for free. But unless he, Cyril's here. Unless Cyril's here. But he's also working, like, hard on his, like, master's degree. He has not been practicing. He's barely playing. Oh. Like, he streams, like, once a fortnight or something. Mm, fair <laughs> right. enough. He's, yeah. he's openly said he's not super uh, happy with the game. He doesn't enjoy playing anymore. Like, Probe's, Probe's not there because he thinks he's in a great position. You know, like, his TVP is looking amazing. No, he's there because we get a free spot. He's just still the best we have, right? Yeah. Like, if... You're Cyril or Clem, and you want free spots? Move to Australia. We'll hang out. It'll be fun. <laughs> that would be amazing. Cyril's like, these kids, too good. Too fast. Clem is incredible, though. Like, I just... I cast a Cyril versus Cure game and a Cyril versus TY game recently, and it's just like... Mm-mm. <laughs> just both TY and Cure just don't have they look like bad Terrans compared to the Serral versus uh Clem games that I've mm -hmm. cast and that we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Clem's just he's multi pronged, he's using Widow Mines to great effect, his macro's insane. Mm -hmm. He's just he knows Serral's tendencies. It's insane. It's really impressive. Serral's maybe a little predictable at times, which yeah. is 
You think so? Like, there's been more than one game against uh, Clem where Clem will send down Marines to a spot where Serral is morphing in Banelings next to his third. Mm. So either he's map hacking or he's like, Serral likes to morph in Banelings next to my third at about this time every time we play. So right. let me check that real quick. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I can totally see that. Like, I think Zerg replays get analyzed more than anyone else's to look mm. for overlord locations because if you can know where those overlords are going to be you can potentially see dropper lords you can deny scouting much more easily so it would mm -hmm. not surprise me that people have been checking out Cyril's replays and be like ah it's pretty common for him to set up a bailing run by at five minutes let's let's go have a little proxy right right I yeah think. not a big risk send down some marines you can pull back if you need to yeah yeah amazing mm. Uh, and with exactly. Widow Mines, man, I tell you, they're good units. I really don't know why certain Terrans just don't implement them into their TVZ. Mm. Like, even if the Zerg is really careful and, you know, you're not getting huge connections on anything and it feels like a waste of time, it just takes one, man. It just takes one Baneling hit or one Widow Mine hit to hit, like, 15 Banelings, and then suddenly the Zerg's like, oh, I really <laughs> needed those to do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it, it hurts. It's an actual pain point. Anyway, Widow Mines, use them. Widow Mines, good unit. Ooh. So, so Duddles wins the uh, Europe qualifier bets, I guess. Then Raynor, and then Serral, who I took, coming in fifth. Um... Yeah. <laughs> this is brutal. Mm. I... Yeah. I mean, the EU is just not getting good. It's what it is. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think EU's getting good. And then I see Max Pax came seventh. And I feel like Max Pax was one of those players who was like, yeah, he's got like a real cheesy style. And he did a thing and people named it after him, like a Max Pax build sort of a thing. But he shouldn't be at like two places below Serral ever. <laughs> No, he's also a solid player. If you only know him from like two years ago when he invented the Max Pax build and you think that's all he's done, that is inaccurate. Well, what else has he done? He's just a solid Protoss. Mm. He's got good builds. He's got good macro, mm. good micro. He's just, it's... He's new Haas. You know, he's new Haas. No, he's not <laughs> proxying every game. The Haas doesn't proxy every game. Oh, it's enough. I mean, look at I this. I don't think Max Pax proxies half of his games right now. I have no idea what he does. But um, mm. winner EU last year, right, he came 25th to 28th. Now he's 7th. Yeah, he got better. What do you want from me? <laughs> he got a lot that... better in a year, or everyone else got a lot worse. Or a bit of both. There are plenty of times that players ratchet up like that in the course of a year. Mm. What I don't was know. Serral in 2016? An right. average European Zerg. Who was right. he in 2017? World champ. Hmm. <laughs> right. But Max Pax hadn't played in anything. If you look at his results tab on mm -hmm. Team Liquid, he has five results. Okay. It, doesn't, it doesn't go back before 2020. Like, full EU. <laughs> That's all he's got. Like, from there, he started at 21, at 21st to the 24th. And now he's 7th to 8th. That's an incredible jump from someone who's only just on the scene-ish. Right? Okay, but how stratified is the European StarCraft scene? I have no idea. I just mean... So you got the top players, right? Mm-hmm. 
You got the Serral Rainer Clem. Mm -hmm. And below them, is it really like, and this is tier two, and this is tier three, and this is tier four, and this is tier five? Or is it like kind of a hodgepodge of great players, but nobody's that much better than anybody else? You know what I mean? Uh, it's just I, easier I, to I don't move think it's up a in a situation a like that. I don't think it's super hodgepodgey. I think it's way more we can make a tier list, right? It's like Serral okay. and Reyna and Clem, and then it's like Lambo and um, Showtime. Showtime, right? And maybe Hero Marine if you wanted. And then yeah. below that, you've got other people whose names I'm forgetting. Yeah. And so that's I, the other people group. He right, but moved I, up inside the other people group. No, he, no, he's not in that other people group. He's he's fourth <laughs> tier at the moment. He, he's got he's got to earn that third tier. <laughs> I mean, good for him, but, right? Like, but I'm just no, 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 no. I'm just if, saying. Look, if here's the thing, he, it could be a one-off. If it yeah. holds consistent, I'll rescind every bad thing I've ever said about Goblin. No Goblin, sure. Max Packs. And Goblin. And Goblin. Okay, but he's probably too high sure. as well. Yes. It could just be a one-off. It could mm -hmm. just be a, he had a good run. He had some good favorable matchups. Mm -hmm. He ate his Wheaties, right? Yeah. Totally possible. So, yeah. yes. If he continues, then we can take him seriously. That's fair. That's what I'm saying, though. Okay. Like, okay. I'm just not look, impressed look. by this one-off going from 25 to 7. Okay. But what, what about this? Max Pax, according to what it like, is 23 in the world. 23rd best. Holy crap, that seems... High? Aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it, it thinks it's... really high. Thinks he's better than, like, special. Uh, I mean... Special's been okay recently. No, he's been killing it. Uh, what what about, Koreans think, are in that range? I think uh, SOS? Ragnarok? <laughs> Amani? Uh, I disagree. Zhao? I disagree with Max Pax rankings if that's where he is. Dream? He's one below Dream. Ooh. I think Dream would stomp him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad we can agree right. on this. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. Although it still has stats in the top 10, and he's been in military for like two months. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's residual greatness. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's out of respect at this point. Right. That's fair. It's very fair. <laughs> ah, all right. So what's next? Are we doing... America's and EU is kind of at the same time, right? I think America's is already done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, Latin America is done, I believe. Okay. Yeah, special coming out of that. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, China gets time, Jishi. Yeah, that just makes sense. Uh, nice and Haas from the uh, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Japan region. Right. Right. Fair. Herb. Yeah. Korea play-ins have not have had May twelfth, but all the games went zero zero. What? What? No, it's just Thanks. listed weird. The results say it was a round robin, bunny innovation zest, all at zero zero, and mm. then you hit show more details, and it's like uh, zest three one inner zest three one oh, okay. bunny inner three one bunny. <laughs> so yeah. thank, you, thank you for making that more complicated than it needed to be. <laughs> cool. 
cool. So we're just um, a couple weeks away from the group stages of the season finals. Hmm. Yeah. No, all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Three weeks' time. Come back. Oh, all right. Good old Starcrafts. Yeah. Did you end up? Uh, did you end up playing Frostpunk? I saw you talking about it in Discord. No, I watched no. Sweet Tooth instead. Oh, uh, okay. Do you want to talk about Sweet mm-hmm. Tooth? Is it good? A little bit, yeah. It's, I recommend it. I do. Okay. It's the live-action Netflix adaptation of a DC comic property. Mm. But, like, it is 0% superhero? Uh-huh. Which I find interesting. Like, you tell me this is a DC comic property, and I'm like, okay. So what superpowers are there? Like, <laughs> what crime are we fighting? Right? Right. And that's just my ignorance, obviously. There's a lot of stuff out there that um, obviously doesn't fit the superhero mold, but mm. uh, it's good. It's basically a post-apocalyptic story wherein the Black Plague returned, basically. Uh, a virus showed up that was incredibly contagious and incredibly deadly and like caused the collapse of civilization. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like basically the same time, uh, these children started being born who were hybrid human animals Mm. so you know everyone's freaking out society's collapsing people aren't in the most rational state of mind no so a lot of people are like the hybrids they caused this right it's a very medieval kind of state of mind where Uh it's a very correlation is causation these hybrid kids started being born the black plague returned they did this right Mm -hmm. so that's your basic uh setup for what you're doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's good. It does, like, the acting is pretty fantastic, especially the child acting is impressive. Is it, though? I'm never really impressed by child actors. I'm like, ever? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're children and they f- fill their role, but they're never, like, the standouts of a movie or something. I don't really watch a lot of movies where children are the focus of a story. They're always just like, Tony Stark has a daughter for four scenes, you know? Yeah, well, okay. The range of child varies. Like, we're not talking four-year-olds. We're talking, like, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds. Mm. Better. Not yeah. adult. No, still very... You get to sit at the kid's table, don't talk to me. Very childy. So, hold up. What do you think about... You've seen Stranger Things Season 1. No. Oh. Too many kids. Yeah. You do hate, you do hate the children's. <laughs> I was going to tell you, like, Millie Bobby Brown's performance as Eleven in season one is insanely good. And she was, like, a la- 10 or 11 when it happened. So I'm saying, there are outliers, but I would agree with you that, for the most part, kids suck at acting. Okay, well. So I guess when I say that child acting is good in Sweet Tooth, I'm going to put it at a baseline of, like, it's better than average child acting. I so saw- take that for what you will. Okay, Billy Bobby Brown was in something I saw. Okay, she was in Godzilla yeah. vs. King Kong. Yes. That was this year. She's still 17, still not a good actress. Um, she was in King so of Monsters, on. which was two years ago. She would have been 15. Not exactly a standout performance either. Who's acting good in those movies? Freaking Nobody. Brian Cranston. Nobody. Brian Cranston okay, Brian is in Cranston. there. Brian Cranston And if you were like, great. I'm going to judge Brian Cranston on your acting talent by Godzilla, you'd no, be no. so wrong. No, no, no. Brian Cranston's great in Godzilla. He gives a wonderful what? performance for the 10 minutes he's in and then he dies. It's <laughs> perfect. Like, he gives okay. a good... He, like, it's... He's good, right? Like, okay. 
All right, that's but fine. Children are it. not good actors, generally speaking. Okay, so in that case, Sweet Tooth is probably not for you. Is where we're landing on this discussion. Because the main character is a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember... So, like, he does a lot. I remember it was like three years ago on the podcast, so people have, have been listening for that long. Um, mm. You said you watched The King Who Would... Uh, the Kid Who Would Be King. You, uh, like, you oh. took your kids to go see it. And I was oh. like... One day I was like, I'm bored enough. I'm looking for a movie to watch. And that got recommended to me. Kids in that are not good actors. I told you it was bad. I did not tell you it was good. No, you told me it was good, but I think I think there might have been an asterisk for it was good for my kids, right? Like they they liked it. (laughs) Yes, I did not. Yeah, kids in that movie are not good actors either. Again, again, adults in that movie are not good actors either. Nope. Oh, I I entirely forgot that movie exists. Uh huh. The kid who would be king. Dang. Yeah, yeah, Nick Baker. Sweet Tooth is kind of set in 2020. There are some parallels that are... Like, they really work hard at moments to draw some parallels between our world and this world. Mm. Um, but, whatever. I think it's kind of hard to avoid that if you're making a show about a plague during an actual pandemic. Mm-hmm. Anywho. 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 Yeah, it's good. It's like eight episodes, 40-something minutes each. It's not a lot. Mm, Okay. Yeah. But again, not for you because there are children in it. And the main character is a child. You can have children in your shows. Like, I'm not saying no, right? Like, Mm. um... But... I'm trying to think of a show with children in it. I mean, season one of Game of Thrones is pretty good, and the brand kids are kids. Yeah. Little Arya is pretty cool. Hmm. Little brand, little stock kids are kids. Um, I guess. Poor the actor who played Bran. (laughs) (laughs) Sit here for six seasons. (laughs) Yeah. So you're a kid, so you don't really have a personality yet. And Mm -hmm. then... You become the Three-Eyed Raven and don't have a personality because you're the Three-Eyed Raven. Mm. Enjoy. But you get to be king. <laughs> Off screen after the show's over. That hardly counts at all. Uh... <laughs> Spy Kids. Never watched Spy Kids, Somicron. Also terrible. I-, I think I've seen Spy Kids. I was a kid when Spy Kids came out, so... Oh, so you had different standards. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, well, yeah. Same with like Shockboy and Lava Girl. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it oh, since so I was like good. nine, so I assume it's still great. Nobody ruined it for me. Uh, <laughs> I heard they're remaking that actually. Sharkboy and Lava Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a bad idea, but whatever. Uh Where's the remake? Cause I've seen like not test footage, but like his, the costumes for the, and it looks, and it looks not good. <laughs> I can't imagine it ever possibly would be. No, no. Yeah. That's but... where Taylor Lautner came from. I didn't know that, yeah. Nick. Oh, really? You didn't know that? Mm-mm. I no, I don't have much information about it. I was an adult when that came out, so it did not appeal to me at all. <laughs> Showing how age is a little. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like right on that border between us. <laughs> Blah. Blah. Blah, indeed. All right, what else is going on? Uh, sports ball minute. Oh, did sports happen? Yes, the NBA playoffs are happening. So, interesting stat. Of the remaining uh, eight teams that are still in the playoffs, the most recent championship for any of them is like 1973. So, we had this run in the NBA where it was like LeBron or Kobe or Steph every year. So, you know, someone is getting another championship to add to their trophy collection basically all the time. So, it's just nice. I feel like it's nice for parity in the league that a franchise who... You know, hasn't experienced that kind of success in a very long time is going to get a shot at it. And someone, one of those less fortunate teams has to. Hmm. I'm very socialist when it comes to uh, sports. I think mm-hmm. we've had this discussion. We might, you might have said something about it. I don't know that I was listening. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not StarCraft sports. So it's like, I don't know, some people mm. throw a ball and then you picked a winner because the play, the team that won the most games in a season isn't the winner somehow. Uh, yes, that's how playoffs work sometimes. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. So the yeah. Jazz are in there. They're playing uh, against the Clippers and the Clippers maybe have better talent at the top, but the Jazz have more talent overall and it's going to be an interesting series and Game one is tonight. The end. Sports ball minute over. You can come back now. All you right. can come back now. Okay. Oh, I'm, here. I'm here. Come I'm back. just... Oh, shoot. Nick asked a sports question. Yeah, you can answer. So I think LeBron has given up. I think LeBron recognized that when Anthony Davis is injured, he has no chance to win a title. So, yes, he gave up in that game, but I don't know that he could have done anything to win it if he played super hard either. So, eh. Isn't he like an actor now? He's like doing the Space Jam remake. Space Jam. Yep. He's in the Space Jam remake. Just like Michael Jordan was. Yep. Yep. All the greatest athletes are also actors, I guess. That's not true, actually. Is he going to stop playing basketball and go play baseball as well? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. It's too late for him, I think. He's like 38, 39. He's old for a basketball player. Oh, is he old? He's 36. He's old. <laughs> he's he's played more minutes in the NBA than anybody in history. He's old. Okay. That's what you need to measure this on. Not okay. on calendar years. Okay. Because part of it minutes is he came played. into the NBA... Yeah. Well, he came into the NBA when he was 18... Mm-hmm. And a lot of players get at least one or two years of college before they come into the NBA. So that alone puts him in a weird position to have more NBA minutes than anybody else. Plus, he always has pretty deep playoff runs, which gives him more minutes than someone who doesn't win playoff games. And they just go home, right? So mm-hmm. it's just maths. It's just had success for a long time, and therefore most minutes played. And it just it wears on your body. It just takes its toll over time. I mean, he's an alien. Some kind of robot, but uh, it's going to catch up to him here, and it's kind of starting to do so, I think. Okay. LeBron James, everybody. Of course, he did win the championship last year, so it's not like it's been a steady downhill run for this guy. Because it hasn't been. The end. All right. Uh, Anything you need to cover in the podcast today? Not that I'm aware of. 
time. Just yeah. been working seven day a week, sixteen hour days. <laughs> Feels like it. I, I I turned all my alarms off when I went to bed last night, and I still mm-hmm. woke up at like two o'clock in the morning. Your body's like, but we have work every day, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, okay. at least you're making that overtime overtime bank. That's beautiful. Th- that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll get I'll pay my taxes on it and everything. Yep. Because people who earn more should <gasps> pay more. Oh no, I do have another thing. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Real quick. So this like the FBI worked with a bunch of different countries' law enforcement <laughs> agencies in this huge international like sting operation, right? From uh-huh. many countries. It's crazy complicated. But basically what they did is they came up with this idea to create special phones that mm. can't make calls or send or receive texts uh, that have a special app on there that criminals criminals can use to communicate with each other about their crimes. Okay. That's like super duper encrypted and there's no hope of, you know, the government ever getting hold of these communications, right? Right. So... <laughs> Yeah, they they pulled it off. They got it into the criminal, you know, criminal organizations in all these different countries to the point that like there was mass adoption to where hundreds of different people were using these special phones uh-huh. with a special app on it. Uh-huh. Um and like high-ranking criminals that other people trusted were recommending this thing and it all came from law enforcement. <laughs> and the other day they just pulled, you know, just pulled the box down and just nailed everybody. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, like, these guys believed in this app so much, they were using their real names with each <laughs> other. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about their crimes openly and what their future plans were. And they just had so much trust in this thing. And it was all law enforcement from the top down. Operation Chartered Shield. Yeah. I thought it was an amazing story 800 were arrested apparently yeah 800 people In- incredible yeah i i did see like, uh because they worked with australia as well yeah mm-hmm. uh, our shitty prime minister uh mm-hmm. decided to hold another press conference and um claimed australia had some big part in it and he should be praised for it or some shit um yeah sounds about right politicians like getting praise and yeah credit for things yep yeah i just i get it though right like you're trying to do this secret stuff you don't want anyone to know about and somebody you trust is like hey check this cool thing out Mm -hmm. there's this special phone that can't make calls or receive texts it has this app that only certain you can only get it from someone you trust Mm -hmm. right and this is how we're going to coordinate all of our stuff. I, mm-hmm. I would believe that. I'd be like, okay, cool. This is a great idea. I don't I don't know. I feel like most people who have any sort of tech knowledge should know that that won't work, right? You know, it won't work. I mean, it didn't work. Look what happened. It didn't work because the law enforcement came up with it. It was right. their thing. Right. If Which is why you shouldn't their... trust it. Like, if just because, like, if the criminals had made it. If, if, if you if, understand if another... technology. No, 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 no. If the criminals made it, right, I would say, well, I don't trust criminals because we're all criminals, 
right? <laughs> if it if if you told me, hey, download the Facebook of crime, I wouldn't do it if I was a criminal. <laughs> no honor among thieves for Somicron. That's probably smart, Somicron. You wouldn't get caught. That's true. Well, I mean, I wasn't arrested, so stands to show. Yeah, yeah. Proof's in the pudding there. Yep. On Monday alone, <laughs> they seized 104 firearms, including a military-grade sniper rifle, as well as $45 Australian million in cash, including a $7 million from a safe buried under a garden shed in the suburb of Sydney. That's a good hiding place. Yeah. Why would you dig under a shed? It's true. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was a great story. They're never going to be able to do that again. But man, was it successful! Yeah, I just—it had to start with like a, a, you know, one or two criminal informants in every country. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, someone who really has the trust of somebody else. Because mm-hmm. you can't just be like some rando that you barely know being like, hey, man, there's this super cool phone. You right. should start using it, right? <laughs> It'd have to be someone who's got a ton of cred already. Right. That's... Or maybe they are that dumb. Maybe it was just some dude who was like, check this out. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> right. Do you mind if we turn on geolocation? I want to tag us into four squares. Like, I've made our underground hideout a place I can check in. Do you mind? Uh, no. <laughs> um... I was just that just reminds me of the time the CIA sold a bunch of drugs to raise money that wasn't like tied to any books or anything that so they could fund other countries like um, revolutions to destabilize yeah. them, right? Narcos, right? Right. right. So yeah. I'm, it, clearly it, agencies that do this sort of thing have connections with mil, uh, with criminal organizations. Um, yeah. Yes, for so, sure. So, I, I like, uh, for the, like, the how does this get started? Like, how do you slowly introduce it? I can see it happening very easily, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, if you can sell a couple people on it being trustworthy, I don't know. And then those people have any kind of influence, it's just going to grow from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true fact. Yeah. Of course, then you burn that person forever. Right, well, that's what witness protection someone's going to remember the first guy who was like, these phones are the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mysteriously, he didn't get arrested, the first guy. huh? Yeah, that guy disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. He's living in the Caymans. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Nebraska somewhere. Mm. Yep. That's always the worst part of witness protection. They don't put you in, like, the Caymans. They put you <laughs> no. in Idaho. <laughs> God, who'd want to live in Idaho? Ugh. They put you in Nowheresville, Australia. Mm. Like, yeah. Name a small town in Australia. Uh, Woolloomooloo. Yeah, they put you in Woolloomooloo, Australia. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So avoid having to go into witness protection, people, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Try avoid, uh, to avoid knowing anything about crimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't be a criminal. Yeah. Pay your taxes. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just have a knowledge of crimes. You're not even a criminal, and you have to go on witness protection. It sucks. It's true. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool, All right. cool. That's, that's the last thing. I that's the last thing. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron. 
Uh, go ahead and be sure to check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash falcon or slash somicron. You can plug yours if you want. I don't mind. Eh, I plug mine enough all the time. If you want to support the podcast directly, also falconpaladin.store is our merch location for stuff mm-hmm. like hoodies if it's getting colder where you are or, you know, t-shirts if it's getting warmer where you are. Aw, oh, thanks for gifting a sub there, Nick. This is very nice. Yeah, thank you. Single-handedly keeping my lights on and my coffee cup full of coffee. Indeed. Yeah. Special strain coffee. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. That right there is uh, going to be it from us again. Thanks for hanging out. Take care of yourself. And until next time, as always, stay safe and stay healthy. And goodbye. Bye.